Go deep. Thank you for listening to GDP. Go deep the podcast. You can find us on all forms of social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You're always welcome to reach out to our cast members, Sternzy, Motorsports Mofo, Lord Fawn, Big Mikey, T.O. Big Show, and Sassy K. Thank you for listening and your support. Go deep. And we're back. I'm John Doe. Welcome back to GDP. Go deep the podcast. Today we have another fan favorite i know i say that every time but it doesn't matter because it's the podcast and that's how we do business anyways this fan favorite loves his motorsports he goes by the name motorsports mofo how are you bud good uh, glad to be out of jail and uh, thank you for having me i thought you called me joe but i'll take john anyways <laughs> um <laughs> glad to be here Glad uh, to be here. I'm, I'm excited to have you back. It's been a little while, just like uh, we haven't had Big Show, but he's going to be on shortly. We're going to have uh, Sturzy. He's going to be on. We're going to have Sassy K, I'm sure, on in the future. Uh, you know, uh, Lord Fawn, everybody's excited to be on. We've just been busy. It's the summer, right? Everybody's doing their business, but we haven't forgot about you. And we are going deep. We have uh, season two coming up shortly, and we're excited to talk about that when we get there. But today, on today's show, we got a bit of a variety, a bit of a mixed bag, and that's okay because I like that. It makes it interesting. We don't have to just stick with one subject. You know what I mean? So first of all, let's let's cover NASCAR. What's going on in NASCAR? Oh man, you know what? They've been they've been racing left, right, and center. Well, I, I think that usually happens when they're changing lanes, but I could be completely <laughs> wrong. <laughs> we usually it to the left, but uh, no, I won't argue that one with you. But uh, today we had uh, Kansas, and they uh, we hopped off to uh, Denny Hamlin to pull off the race win. Um, William Byron was really showing some promise there with about 20 to go, but uh, didn't uh, didn't pan out. But no, there's, been, there's been a lot going on uh, in the NASCAR world. I mean, for those that uh, had been following, I'm, I'm sure you've already read and heard, but, you know, Jimmy Johnson, uh, you know, tested or had tested positive, and then it came back as like, a, what is it called, a false negative or a false positive. I, I get confused in the terms, but it uh, threw a little bit of a wrench into his consecutive uh, start. Uh, record, but uh, just happy that he is uh, healthy and back. And uh, yeah, it's just been crazy though. Like uh, with what NASCAR has been doing, like these races midweek, and we had the Bristol, the All Star race, and uh, it, it's just been some some different stuff that they've been trying out. The underglow lights, and I mean, again, for those that follow for the NASCAR stuff, I mean, I'm sure you guys have been watching on uh, online or the various races. And so I don't know what y'all think, but. Yeah. The the underglow lights. What do you mean? Like they're using infrared lights yeah. to have the cars go oh, under? Oh, God. Or? You know, they're searching. I think they're searching a little bit, just trying to basically to get capture different audience or, or capture, you know. Uh, they're, they're, they're searching as far as I'm concerned, but basically they literally installed underglow lights like you would see back in the early 2000s on some of the tuner cars. Oh, like like what you've seen in like glow. Fast and the Furious where like the under the, the cars are like neon colors and stuff? Exactly. So at Bristol, they were running them on the the All Star race at Bristol, and they've got like an orange or a red or a green. You you know you pick your color depending on what team you were and whatever. I mean, but I just I wasn't as a race fan. I wasn't feeling it. Couldn't quite get into it. Yeah. But you know, hey, they've been trying different stuff, and some of it I've been a, a fan of. They should do a retro time. race and use those lights, like use like all these like neon colored cars like just for shits and giggles you know maybe put on some glow sticks and shit maybe i've gone a little far but that would be cool still you know you know as for the retro race uh, i will tell you john that you're definitely on the right track they do um like the they always do it i don't know what's going to happen this year with the pandemic thing going on but traditionally speaking the last number of seasons they've done the throwback paint schemes at darlington on our uh, labor day long weekend 
Okay. Uh, which is always cool, and they'll have they'll always pick an era, and uh, you'll have guys coming out with wigs on that look like a mullet or the dirty stash going on, and then the old style uniforms and the old style graphics. Uh, like a Burt Reynolds kind of stash. Oh, you, you name it. You got <laughs> Burt Reynolds. You got. Uh, <laughs> Um, you, you got it all, whatever you can imagine, like guys, guys have done it, the full blown mullets, uh, you know, vintage Kyle Petty stuff. So it, it's really neat, but yeah, they, they do, uh, they do do that. But it's just, I think some of the stuff they've been doing lately has been really searching, just trying to find it's what cool. works in the market. But, uh, I just, I can't get into that underglow thing. I can see you walking around with, uh, glow sticks. Don't lie. You see me in the backyard. I can tell. Yeah. You're a little weird. You should probably put on pants. Anyways, we're going to move on from there. I'm comfortable with it. Uh, I'm not. It's too small. But anyways, I don't know what we're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) So you were telling me before we started the show that um, you wanted to talk a little bit about drag racing. And you had like a special segment dedicated to this. Well, not completely drag racing, but I mean, like there was something special about it. So now that the show is going, what's special about these drag racers? Well, I mean, anyone in their right mind can drive the car extremely fast and straight line, right? So there's nothing really special, right? Fair enough. Until you've done it or until you've tried it. And I got to tell you, you know, I, um, when I was a kid, I, uh, I, I thought that drag racing was simple, that you just drove a car straight in a line. And, uh, how hard was that until you've actually tried it and you, you've experienced it. It's a, it is really a whole other world. It's starting to uh, sound like porn, bud. Let's get to it. Why, why can't a woman do it just as well? I mean, obviously, Absolutely. like, if anything, Absolutely. they have an advantage because, I mean, if you look at, and, you know, I, I don't mean to interrupt you or anything, but if you look at the difference of just the structure of most males to female bodies, we're a little denser. No, I'm, well, maybe, but uh, <laughs> we're a little denser. We have wider shoulders normally. You know, a lot of women are petite. I'm obviously, that's not um, all women, and I appreciate every woman's size. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying that. Um, if you were a petite woman driving a race car, that'd be a lot less weight and you could go a little faster and that could give you an edge. Yeah. I mean, definitely, obviously in, in any form of racing really, but I mean, in, in right now we're talking drag racing is you got to think the teams, they're, they're trying to get that car, that chassis right down to the absolute minimum weight requirement required by the sanctioning body. Yep. And then on top of that, you know, is their driver. So if they've got the the chassis, you know, down to say twenty seven hundred pounds, and uh, that's minimum weight requirement, if they can put in a female or even a male, but if they can put in a driver that can drive the thing um, and hold on to it, that is, you know, fifty pounds or one hundred and fifty pounds less, you know, why not? It's to their advantage, right? I think and fifty they, pounds they is a teenager, bud. <laughs> no, I'm saying 50 pounds less. Like, you, you look at oh, an okay. example, like Big John Force, and yep. then you look at, you know, as an example, his, his daughter Courtney or Brittany. Yeah, she, like, you know, they're a little bit smaller than Dad, right? Obviously. Yeah. 
and then if you if you're still underweight in terms of what the car needs to spec in at with driver, then guess what? Now you get to put the weight bias where you want, right? or set up the car a little differently because you've got that that room to work with, right? So. It is really a great advantage. I mean, at the end of the day, the teams are going to put in whoever they think is the best fit. Yeah. There are is um, there is a number of female motorsports drivers that are damn good, well known, well respected, and um, I just I find it it's interesting. I think it's great for the hobby. I think it's great for the sport. I think it drives you know all beyond. Like no one you don't want to get beat by a girl. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but it's like I hate getting beat by a guy. So I think it, it, it's even better that you know when a girl can come along and just show you up in what a sport that used to be, especially back in the day, thought of this is a man's sport. To be honest, I just and absolutely school you. I think it's pretty good. I just I just hate losing. I don't give a shit who it is that does it to me. I just don't want to lose. You lose so well though. That's the thing. Uh, I mean, when I have friends like you, it's not hard to lose, right? <laughs> Touche. Touche. <laughs> but yeah, so it's um, obviously, I mean, throughout the years, like, you know, the, some of the, the people, like uh, I'm going to be mentioning, like, are not by any means the first females in sport. I mean, so they're know, not I'd the pioneers, to, but still, they, they some have some reason to. Not the pioneers, but they, they have done quite a bit for the sport. Some of them, uh, as I will get into, have given their lives to the, the sport. Amazing. Like literally, you know, if you look at uh, Jesse Combs, she died there in a land speed racing accident. Jesus. And, um, yeah, I mean, you know, she was a great fabricator, great for the hobby, great for the sport. Um, really, you know, worked hard to give back and, and you know, uh, act as a voice in a lot of uh, guests and fan experiences and uh, appearances, sorry. Appearances, and, experiences, uh, they all sound about the same. same. They don't mean same, the same. Right? <laughs> oh, wow. And, uh, oh, but no, shit. so, like, you know, and then there's others that, um, you know, they've got foundations set up and or they've, they've done, you know, really terrific things, you know, and then there's some I will be a little bit more critical on and I'm going to, you know, I'll take all the hate for it, but I speak, this is strictly for myself, I'm saying, and for the times that I met the individual, can't say I'm the biggest fan of Danica Patrick just in terms of a fan aspect. Okay. Um, and you know, had the opportunity to meet her a couple times. I, I just found the the way that she would interact with her fans versus other drivers would interact with her fans. I just I just felt that Danica, in my opinion, could have done a little bit more um, when she spent her time in the NASCAR Cup Series and or even when she was racing IndyCar. I think she maybe could have, on a regular basis, maybe you know, spoke up and explained about hey, some of the other females that are out there or coming up through the ranks, right? And, um, you again, so basically you're saying like more like a mentor instead of just uh, enjoying the fame and running with it kind of thing. Is that is that in my experience? Yeah, I, I like I, I just think that you know it's hard to say. Like I'm sure when you're in the spotlight, there's a lot going on, and it's not always as easy as it is say for you and I to sit back here and and say, oh well, they should have, would have, could have done this when they were you know in that limelight. I'm sure when you're there, there's a lot going on and a lot required of you from your time. But again, strictly my um, my humble opinion. Hey, I mean, that's uh, fair enough. You follow the sport so closely that uh, I think your opinion's very well received. Oh, well, thank you. But uh, yeah, enough being nice to you. Uh, let's move on to the <laughs> next person. <laughs> now the roast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. With the apple in the mouth. Well, I'll take it. So who is the next uh, lucky lady you're going to speak about? Well, I mean, 
Well, before we jump into drag racing uh, fully there, I, I know we're jumping around a little bit here, but like, I just want to say, like, um, for anyone that, again, knows I'm, I'm big in the NASCAR, um, so you got the, the ARCA series, right? And the ARCA cars run just below, basically, the trucks. And you go from ARCA, then you would just step into the, the, uh, the truck series, into the Xfinity, and then up into the Cup. And um, so Haley Deegan, and I've, I've heard this name now for the last couple seasons and watching her probably since she was about, and this is going to sound a little bit uh, sketch, I'm not a weirdo or pedophile or anything like that, I'm watching Haley go probably around since she was about 15, uh, coming up to the various ranks and racing, and heard the name sort of being passed along. And um, so she she was formerly a Toyota development driver, and right now she's you know running the, a number four Ford Fusion in the ARCA class and her series. And you know so she's 19, so still relatively young, but she's at that point too. Like in the next two three seasons, you are going to hopefully see, and I, I firmly believe you are going to see this girl make a push. Um, towards the Xfinity Series class and hopefully all the way up into the Spring Cup Series. Oh, that's um, awesome. Or Monster Energy now. Like they constantly, NASCAR is constantly changing their, their title sponsor. But the point is, is I, I do hope to see Haley um, succeed and, and, you know, push. And she's been a, a great voice for the sport, um, brings great competitive spirit. And, uh, yeah, we're hoping to see her. And, I mean, again, Anyone that wants to uh, follow her, she's on Instagram, I know, which is really cool. You know, from everything I've always seen, she's always good to uh, to reach out to the fans and that, which I, I fully respect and appreciate. I love you, Mofo. The way you say, uh, you know, it's really cool that she's on Instagram. I'm just glad you're not on Facebook because you'd be like, she's on the Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, I just, you know, I try to, I try just to give back to some of the people that, again, I respect that are in the automotive sport. Um Obviously, I am not at any of these elite levels, but I do appreciate the time and energy that goes into it, and the networking and the sponsors, and it, it's not easy. Yeah. And, um, you know, to, to have that much of a head on her shoulders that by 19, how much she has accomplished, you have to recognize and you have to pay homage to that. And I guess it's just my sort of way of just sort of um, paying uh, credit where credit is due type thing. Can't argue with that. Yeah. But uh, anyway, like, but then again, like going to the NASCAR thing, you know, you've got uh, other veterans that, uh, that have been in the sport a little longer. You got Jennifer Jo Cobb, and she's an owner and a driver in the truck series. Um, she's now, what would Jennifer be, 46, 47? Looks like she's 29. You never want to date a, a woman's age. But, wow. uh, you know, <laughs> but no, like, so Jennifer Jo Cobb, she's been around a while. And again, um, there was Danica, like, um, and these are again not the uh, the pioneers per se in NASCAR. You go back to the, the Richard Petty days, and we did have some other females that were very uh, you know prominent in their day that, that made or tried to to lay the, the footings, if you will, for the the females that are now coming up. And I do hope that we do see more females come up through the ranks to uh, to join the guys. I think it would just be definitely part of the diversity and everything. I think it would definitely improve upon drawing in a new market or a new crowd fanfare to the uh the series but i mean and that could be in any racing right hey listen um, if you love the sport i don't understand why it would matter if it was the woman behind the wheel opposed to the man always it, maintained i don't care who's in the damn car as long as they can drive as long as there's a w that's all i care about as long as long as you can win as long as you can drive and bring a competitive spirit you know my my no feelings are hurt 
and you know, and, and talk about a competitive spirit there. Like, so we'll jump over again now to drag racing. Okay. Um, you look at the the Force family. So you got John Force, well respected within the industry. That man is, is just what he's done for for drag racing. In my humble opinion, you know, is uh, I don't want to say second to none. It's there is there's some very prominent names, Don Garlitz and, and such that have have really given to the sport and have done all sorts of things. But I mean, John Force, um, and you, it's hard not to know a name like John Force and call yourself a race fan. So when his daughters now, so a couple of his daughters now um, are actually retired. So you still have Brittany Force. She's still, uh, she's still running. So Brittany there, she was just a catch you up she was a 2017 nhra champion and britney races top fuel and if for anyone that doesn't know uh top fuel cars are at the would be are the fastest or would be at the, the peak i don't know like to me i don't see drag racing as one class necessarily being better than another or that one is the elite over another it you know they all bring their own characteristics Okay. But, uh, to Britney's, uh, to Britney's credit, yeah, 2017 NHRA Top Fuel Dragster Champion, yeah. So it was she's one hell of a driver. And then of course you've got uh, Courtney now. Courtney there, to her credit, she's got 13 race wins. I was reading. Wow. I thought it was 11 for some reason, but uh, I, I fact checked it back, and they said no, it was 13 race wins. I'm glad you like, fact-checked it. Well, I had to make sure because I don't like to spout information if I'm going to be wrong. But no, I for Sorry some reason I thought it was 11. <laughs> I'll let it slide. I have that problem constantly. I should shut up. Moving on. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Courtney drove... Uh, Courtney was in Funny Car, much like her dad drove Funny Car. And Funny Car is... If you want to go back deep enough, John, I'm not sure if what you think of a funny car, but funny car basically came from the roots of like altered wheelbase and such like that. Um, but modern day funny car is basically bodies that'll tilt up and or lift off type thing, um, and they, they're stretched out a little bit on the nose and the, the back end. I mean, they they sort of resemble the street car in terms of what the the decals and graphics on it, but it's nowhere near a streetcar. These things are in the area of about 6,000 horsepower. And uh, you got to have, dare I say, balls of steel, you know, but you got to have a lot of, I, I don't know. I don't know how these people do it, but they do it. They get down the track and thankfully safely. I'm just I glad it's not, a, it's not a clown car. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you and your buddies would fit inside, bud. <laughs> Talk about a clown car would be us coming out of a Volkswagen. Uh, have the whole crew of GDP in a clown car. Oh, oh wow. Hopefully I'm, hopefully I'm driving. Uh, you're probably receiving. I mean, you're sitting somewhere. Oh, geez. <laughs> At least I'm not riding, bitch. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, so I'll, I'll finish off the Force family, uh, not last but least, but um, Ashley Force. Everyone knows Ashley Force. Uh, she retired there in 2011, but... Uh, you know, phenomenal. She she did again a lot for the sport. She's now like at a I can't think of the position, but basically like an executive uh, role at John Force Racing. And um, you know, she she uh, she's always been like a great ambassador, a good name for the sport. Yeah, you, you've got the whole Force family of girls that got into the drag racing, and I think really did a good job and um, really tried to sell the the dream that hey, you know doesn't matter whether you're male, female, whatever, you can go racing, right? I mean, these girls are, are not, you know, not to say I don't mean that they don't exercise or work out the muscles, but I mean, when you're looking at them, you know, 
they're they're not massive big early guys like I think people would average assume that are racing these you know big powerful cars so I think it's really cool that is pretty I cool really good. I can't disagree yeah. with you <laughs> I mean I mean it wouldn't do me any good if I did but I was thinking about it <laughs> I was just thinking about disagreeing with you for shits and giggles <laughs> yeah man well I always I always appreciate though like when someone uh, questions or, or gives some sort of uh, you know headwind to a common it, uh, it allows me then to uh, select them out of a tree and uh, pull out my fact sheet I definitely try not to speak out of my ass because I know guys like you have their Wikipedia open up ready to go but you seem to wear that ass on your shoulders well you know it's better than on my face so <laughs> <laughs> so what else yeah. do you have I know you have a couple more for me yeah so uh, one of my personal favorites, and the reason this person is a personal favorite is because anyone that is into racing knows Pat Musi. If you know Pat Musi, then you would then know the amazing engines this guy built. And I mean, I heard of, like, I mean, again, I would have been a kid when I heard of Pat Musi racing engines. So for a and lot of you guy, kids listening, you were just a twinkle in your dad's eye. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad that that's how you phrased it because I was thinking this was about to go south real quick. Uh, no, I kept it oh, north. Wow. At least for now. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> There's no turning back now, kids. Turn off the radio. <laughs> no, turn it off. Your parents want to hear it. No, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. So Pat Musio built some badass race motors. Um, when I first heard him, you know, he was building some stuff sort of for the street, but I mean, also race, uh, you know, race inspired in that, but this man, he knows his thing. And if you are in the drag racing, it's hard not to, if you don't know who Pat Musi is, we're not in the same room. So anyway, his daughter, Lizzie Musi, runs, and she is currently, I don't think they're married. Um, I've never seen a ring on, you know, but not that that matters, but she is currently dating or in a relationship, whatever, with Kai Kelly. Okay. And so for anyone that watches Street Outlaws or the No Prep Kings, you would know who Kai Kelly is. And then thus now you would know who Lizzie Musi is. And I think, though, she, again, she's great for the sport, very attractive female, very knowledgeable girl, knows what she's talking about on the race car. And because of her dad has grown up with the sport and, you know, can pull wrenches with the best of them, right? So on No Prep Kings, which, I mean, if you don't know what No Prep Kings is in, Google it, check it out. But I personally love it. And No Prep Kings are basically running pro mods um, or, you know, some of them are uh, a little bit more streetable than others. But they're basically all intents and purposes pro mods. And if you're not sure what a pro mod is, I mean, there's going to be a whole other episode at a future point where we will discuss various classes of drag racing. But the point is, is Lizzie Musi runs on No Prep Kings. Uh, she runs a Camaro, and this thing is just sick. Like, you have got to see this thing run. Absolute drives the wheels off this damn thing. Wow. And then um, she also runs, then in the, like the NHRA, she'll run um, a Dodge Dart. Uh, nitrous setup on that car. Uh, I was hoping when you said Dodge, I was hoping you were going to say Dodge Viper. It happens uh -huh. to be one of my favorite cars. Since they first announced it, I think it was, what, 1992? 92, it came out as the, uh, as a, uh, what's I call it? Or, uh, 92, I think, was the first year of production. 
production or was that yeah. when it was a concept? I'm trying to remember. I think that's when it was in production because I remember them advertising it on uh, a, a particular show. And I probably shouldn't say the name, but I don't give a crap because I'm uh, that kind of guy. Married with Children. I remember Al oh, Bundy geez. was all excited about it. And, oh man! But I don't want to cut you off. But the reason the, the the I don't know why the Viper has always been my favorite car, and I know that a lot of people talk about how it can't handle properly when it's not doing anything but a straight line. But uh, the ACR Dodge Viper from 2016, there's a guy that's modded it, and he's modded it so well it goes something like 600 kilo, like 600 kilometers an hour. That's insane, bro. I don't. <laughs> I don't even know. Like, have you? Is there anybody driving these bad boys in in a drag race? Like, why am I not seeing too many of these videos? Uh, so I do have a buddy with a 2014, I think. His don't um, don't don't say that because I'm gonna have to come out and check it out. <laughs> I've never sat in the seat of I a Dodge Viper. On, I will put him on notice that uh, you might be stalking. But his <sighs> is a 2014, I think. Vipers Vipers are absolutely phenomenal. I have not. I, I mean, and let me rephrase. I have seen them street racing. I've seen them on drag race tracks. I've never seen anyone build a pro mod Viper, and I have not seen anyone turn a Viper into, say, a quote-unquote drag car. There's always time. There's always time, John, and uh, I I always like to be proven wrong because then I learned something new that day. the Viper, I mean, you have to understand it lends itself well in terms of the power to wave racer. It's got the big V10. Um, you know, you got all sorts of guys in the aftermarket that are turbocharging these things. Oh, so all amazing. Sorts of boosting nitrous systems for them. I think and nitrous is almost like, it's almost supercharged to the point where nitrous is almost not necessary. For a Viper, I, I don't think you necessarily need nitrous. Yeah. I mean, there's always guys that are going to want that extra 150 shot, extra 150 horsepower with being shot. You know, or that extra kick that are going to nit- you know, you going to be guys that would take the damn space shovel and put nitrous on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's always going to be guys that are going to be searching for it. I feel like if you're driving a Viper that's that powerful, you should be contacting NASA before you leave the garage. <laughs> And we have takeoff. <laughs> and we have liftoff. Houston, we Sorry, have a I, I, we're at the finish line. <laughs> I totally did not mean to intervene. You just said dodge, and for some reason, I had, I, been, I was watching some videos. and Yeah, anyways, I digress. Um, you know, it's like the, the plain and simple is, is like when you get into some of these, these classes, it, it's like a, they'll say oh, as an example, it's a dodge dart. Yeah. It's a damn carbon fiber body, fiberglass body hung on a tube chassis, chromoly steel tube chassis. It's yeah. not so it's don't... not a Ford Mustang, it's not a Pontiac, whatever. It's whatever body you know, right now a lot of guys are running the Camaro body just because they're sleek and they cut through the air the best. So what they're you're saying is don't Camaro, hit anything no. in them. Oh well, I mean the bodies are remarkably strong for what they are. I'm just saying, though, they don't get lost in the... Some people are like, oh, well, I'm not cheering for so-and-so because they're in a, in a Ford. Like, at the end of the day, I mean... I mean, if it was GM, I, I could understand, not a Ford. But oh, I, I, <laughs> I was waiting because wow. I knew that you were gonna you were going to respond to that really well. Um, and cut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the show. No, um... And that was a... Wonderful broadcast brought to you by the letters F in the Valley U. Oh, it wasn't brought to you by GM. <laughs> <laughs> oh. If anyone's listening from GM, please send me a new Camaro. I, I do I do enjoy the Camaros. I, I think they look really sharp. 
I think um, anybody that's looking to get into something that's like a Camaro, they do start off at a very decent price. And I mean, obviously it goes up from there depending on what you want to do, but it's just a nice car to sit in. I, you know, I, I am a Ford fan. We've talked about this when we've had Sassy K on the show. I have an F-150, but when I, but when I compare the Ford Mustang, current Mustang, and I compare sitting inside a Camaro, I find that the Camaro is just a lot more comfortable. I feel like the Mustang, it's got a lot more, I think it has a lot more safety features. Like the door itself, it's a lot thicker. And I was looking at both, both of them were both um, convertibles. So I don't know if that played more of a part in the Ford Mustang than it did in the Camaro. But uh, yeah, the Camaro, I didn't find to be as bulky, uh, just the door. Uh, it wasn't as bulky and I just found the whole car itself wasn't as bulky it, like I mean I wasn't driving I was just sitting in it I just thought it was I just thought it felt nicer and I'm and like I said I always I always rag on GM but um, when it comes to that I think if I was picking between you know a basic uh, Mustang or a basic uh, Camaro I think I'd probably lean towards getting a Camaro the, I, I'm obviously brand loyal that being said if someone wanted to give me a Mustang I would take it yeah, you're, it, Don't you're, wrong. you're not kicking him out of bed for eating crackers, for sure. No, shit, no. <laughs> and full disclosure, like, I do have, in the garage, we've got a 2001 Bullet, Bullet Mustang. Look at you. And so I, yeah, like, so I, I do have love for the Mustang, but I, I think I would be more of a Camaro guy. I would take the Z011 LE, and I would, I, I would, I would take that over a Shelby. That wow. is my opinion. Like, and I, that being said, I like the lines of the, the new Mustangs. Um, my personal favorite would be, like, say, a 2013, 2014. Okay. Um, and I, I was more of a fan when they were of a solid rear axle car, especially being a drag race person like myself. Now they've gone to what we call half shafts um, or with the velocity joints. You know, and I know Ford Racing, Ford Engineers have, have made these shafts. I think they say they, they'll support something like, 1100 or 1200 horsepower i mean they, they support quite a bit of power no if they get the ford racing axles but I, I feel like if it was me and i was going to go again drag racing i'd be looking at chevrolet and gm you know i'm obviously a big fan of the ls platform and the lt stuff that they're they're now playing around with gm also has got like their copo program central office production order that that started obviously back in the 60s but they've really made a big push at it again and again with the camaro bodies right yeah, as, you know, running with the Copo cars. I mean, not and that there's anything think, against it. I'm just glad that you weren't telling me you were going after a Hyundai Genesis. Oh Jesus! <laughs> you know, sorry. Teach their own. Just put it out there. Teach their own. But uh, your grandma's calling if she wants her car back. <laughs> I don't think. I would not be. I would not be driving a Hyundai again. Sorry, just not for me. Nothing against Hyundai, just not for me. Fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, so, <laughs> and cut. But, yeah, so I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to basically though take some time like I said I know, I know we often talk um, racing and everything yeah I, I bake into some of the, the females as well and I do uh, do follow them on my personal Instagram um, just to see what some of them are doing but uh, Lizzie Meese is one of my favorite and I think it's more so one of my favorite just because into the drag racing you know I'm obviously a big NASCAR fan but I'm able to much more able to relate to drag racing and when they're saying what they're doing this or that on a car I fully know what they're talking about to most extent, some of the stuff that obviously they use on the track is not so much what we run on the street or a street strip setup, but um, I find 
Lindsay Music puts out some really good quality videos as to, you know, what they're doing on the car, what worked, what didn't. I think she's great for the sport, um, brings a lot of youth and energy. And uh, again, like for anyone that watches No Prep Kings, you'll have to check her out. Wow. You know, hopefully she shuts down some of the boys and uh, it'd be nice to see her shut down Kai Kelly as well. Yeah, that would be interesting to see that. So Yeah, it's a really, it's a really neat show and again, just no prep kings guys if you're not familiar they're basically drag racing they're you know and they're doing it on a, a racetrack so for safety reasons and the no prep comes from that they haven't sprayed down any tack or any glue on the any, any traction additives i'll phrase it that way to help the cars hook up so you have to really understand if you ever watch drag racing those cars are leaving leaving the line with excessive amounts of glue that such as been sprayed on the track to specifically help them launch. You no know, prep things, these guys are just fucking crazy to put it lightly for, you know, all this power they're trying to plant and they're trying to basically leave on the asphalt that you would drive your, your regular car on out on the street. And um, trying to hook that power up is just absolutely crazy. And uh, that's why you see the cars sometimes get so hairy, the guys and girls have got to just get out of it throttle just to make sure the car gets down the line so um big hats off to her and again lizzie Meese, she is on instagram as well so talking about uh shaving <laughs> uh, <laughs> you this weekend i know we didn't discuss this off there but shave uh, my armpit uh great i hope you didn't just stop there anyhow <laughs> <laughs> this weekend you were trying to race but there was a tornado warning in ontario oh. Jesus. So tell me, yeah, were you able to race? <laughs> we were not. Um, ah, boo! We, it was, um, oh, man, it was definitely a kick in the. Yeah, it was. A, that was a kick below the the line. Um, basically, so there was. Um, it was a track, a uh, big track they put on by the guys at AGP Speed and Custom uh, in Newmarket. Okay. And um, we we all went down. We were at St. Thomas Raceway, uh, which is down near London. For anyone that is in Ontario knows where we're talking about. And if you're not, you know, it's um, a couple of hours from Toronto, but well worth the drive under uh, new ownership. And uh, we've always raced at St. Thomas. We, we like the venue, like the layout. And uh, they've done some upgrades, so it's the runoff and the reground on the track. And we were really looking forward to uh, this test and tune uh, we had all booked up for us, and uh, we we're hoping for good things. But when? yeah, like we, uh, we we got there, and it just absolutely pissed down. And we were getting amber alerts. I know saying that uh, tornado warnings, and uh, I remember it was actively lightning, and we were sort of looking at each other like, "Well, where do we go?" And we were standing in the back of one guy's car hauler, like taking cover from the rain. And it's like, "Well, if the tornado comes through, we're all uh, I guess we're all going out together." Well, you but, probably um, should have brought more than a Dora umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> well there's always next time to improve upon that but no it, uh, it got rained out and you know the, the guys the, the track guys were really really good to us and um they were going to try and dry the track but just there was a, another system coming in and it just didn't quite uh pan it wasn't going to be safe it, it didn't really pan out go our way which is unfortunate but uh you know you gotta go you gotta leave the safety no one wants to wrap their car into the wall trying to uh be a hero just to get the pass in but, uh, we are going to be making um a return i think in august 7th or uh, maybe the 14th we're going to see uh, see we're getting some of the uh, guys together again and trying to make another attempt and nice well for any of you people that are uh, interested maybe uh you might run into motorsports mofo you never know so uh if you're that kind of guy that's into racing and uh you're looking sharply you might catch mofo at the track yeah just 
try not to run on in, into me on the track. You know, feel free to run into me, you know, while we're in the pits or putting the slicks on, but uh, just please stay in your own lane on the track. Yes. We don't want to make you, you laugh, famous for the you wrong laugh, reason. You, you laugh. You laugh, it'll cause me to drink. <laughs> I hope not. That's weird. <laughs> that would be weird, but no, it's... Uh, it's a dangerous sport. You gotta be you gotta be paying attention when you're racing in anything, especially drag racing. You're going straight. And there's a lot of variables. It's not just you know put the gas down and go. Like there is a lot to it. You have various transmission setups that guys, girls run. Um, some guys are on what we would I would rephrase to as a tire, meaning like a slick. Other guys are on a radial or a semi slick. There's so many different setups that people run and various combinations. It's really it's a technical sport. There's a lot more to it. And again, if you've never watched drag racing and you're really bored during the pandemic, maybe this is a time now to start, you know, looking up on YouTube, watch some drag racing, see if you find a particular class that you're able to get into and maybe find a driver that's just something about it talks to you and you become a fan. So I'm surprised. Which um, which class do you particularly watch? Because I'm thinking, when I think motorsports mofo, I think class lists. So I don't know if there's if that's oh. a particular <laughs> <laughs> put me in this damn spot. I hate this. Oh, I, I love you, Mofo. You, you put, you, you know, I've always say you put like one through five, and then you have like an honorable mention, and it's like, well, it should just be a hard cap of five, and and now you've put it on me that I have to come up with the top. You know what? This oh. is. I got an idea. Instead of answering this question today, well, how, I'm okay to answer it. But well, no, I, I, just, I, I hate when you do it to me. I, I wanted to, you to tell me the top five pros and the top five cons of all the classes the next time we speak. So that means I have to speak to you again? Uh, oh. I mean, like, obviously I'm not paying. I'm so okay clearly with you... it as long as you wear a bag over your head. <laughs> well, I mean, as long as you wear underwear in your backyard, that's the deal. Well, what are you still looking at before? Uh, it's like a deer stuck in headlights, especially because you're very oh, pale. Wow. <laughs> you're oh, very wow. pale. Like, you, I don't know, like, <laughs> get your uh, get your wife's blush and maybe put a little color on that thing. Charlie Sheen behind the wheel. I love it. It's tiger blood, baby. Tiger blood. Tiger blood. Mike Tyson all the way. <sighs> uh, well, I promise you then I will compile a proper list. And I will please. keep it a one through five. And I won't do any honor roll, uh, any extras. I will I will do my part to keep it right to the line like you asked. But uh, God, I hate, I hate having to categorize it. But I do look forward to it all the I th- same. I was going to say, I think this is going to be fun for you. I'm not going to lie. I feel like you're going to be sitting there. And as much as it's going to be hard to kind of pick your pros and cons i could kind of see you sitting there and being like hmm i never really thought about that but i think i like this better than that kind of thing i look forward to you like asking me the various questions and me having to debate you on like why it is actually uh something that gets under my skin on a technicality of a rule okay uh, yeah we'll, we'll definitely do it up and uh I will have that list to you in a short order for our next show so mofo obviously before yeah. we go what do, what should we expect in the next week coming on uh, NASCAR. Do you have anything uh, you can think of? Oh, God, you know, after after seeing Hamlin uh, take the win today, uh, the, there's going to be, there's some teams that are really now going to be searching. I know Jimmy Johnson got wrecked out, so I, I think the guys at Hendrick Motorsports have got their work cut out for them. Oh, God, you know, Ryan Newman there, another developing storyline, he's, He's fallen rather far behind, and you know after everything that went on at Daytona, I think a lot of people obviously really want to see him make the uh, the chase. But it's going to be hard to say. Um, Harvick's showing a lot of dominance right now. You know, it's 
it's really anyone's game, but I, I think I think you're you're starting to see the cream rise to the top between like Hamlin and Harvick, and you know, but that's that's what drives the feud. Excellent, Mofo. Thank you once again for taking the time to take the bag off your head and talk to me. Ah. <sighs> I always it's my pleasure, John, to be back. And uh, for everyone that does support me and listen, thank you. And uh, sorry it's been so long. It's just been a, a busy summer with uh, wrenching and working on the cars. And uh, I, uh, again, thank you again for all the support that uh, you guys offer. And again, just always watch out for uh, those friends of mine that are out on motorcycles. Don't want to see anyone hit and or uh, injured. And once and your what's your Instagram account, just in case people want to follow you? Yeah, so it's at MotorsportsMofo one word and uh yeah you guys can hit me up send me a message let me know what you dislike or like about uh, whatever i'm spouting off or saying and uh maybe we'll see, even see somebody there at st thomas on the 7th or the 14th sounds amazing thank you for joining us once again folks to gdp go deep the podcast and remember always go deep go deep go deep thank you for listening to gdp Go Deep the Podcast. You can find us on all forms of social media. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You're always welcome to reach out to our cast members. Sternzy, Motorsports Mofo, Lord Fawn, Big Mikey, T.O. Big Show, and Sassy K. Thank you for listening and your support. Go Deep.